Thank you very much for joining me today, Alina. Welcome to the Sensibility Podcast. Sensibility is all about embracing women and empowering women through lifestyle, money, health, wellness, all of the you know, holistic approach to goodness, basically. Um, and you've had such an incredible career and um, you've, you've been a coach to me through your Cognitive Mind Coach. And I, I'd like to, you to share a little bit about that, but you're about to endeavour a new project. So can you tell me about this new project that you're working on? Because it sounds super exciting. Well, it's, it's work, and thank you. It's so wonderful to be here, and it's work that has always been in me and I've been doing in sorts, and I guess it's being repackaged and elevated as I'm learning new things and developing and as the world is you know, intensifying and complexifying in terms of digital and kind of social and cultural change. And, I mean, I love women and empowering women, and that's almost a cliche thing to say now because there are so many of those conversations going on but I've always especially this week yeah exactly women's my day and it's all, it's all good but um I've always like pondered and admired like women throughout history and our times like what makes a woman beautiful pow powerful graceful alluring nurturing strong fierce and I've always been fascinated by deconstructing people such as Queen Rania from Jordan, Mother Teresa, goddess cards, women throughout Judaism and Christianity and Greek mythology. And there are so many powerful examples and um, the archetypes that keep coming back over and over. So I kind of want to give that feminine empowerment space a slightly academic and philosophical and creative constructs and take women on a journey that can help them tap into their own inner muse and activate some of those ancient wisdoms within themselves that can be brought into the modern world. Wow, that's, that's powerful stuff. Um, and I love the concept of archetypes we, because it's putting a face to a feeling, it's putting or you know, a, you know, a story to empower where we're at and where we're going because I mean as you know when you've worked with me during the money coaching I use my archetypes as well just so we can identify what's really going on so you're kind of doing a flip side of that identifying the uh, an archetype to empower one um, as opposed to going right now you're being a victim you're doing the absolute opposite so someone can flourish and grow and develop into that am I really am I understanding this correctly Absolutely. And from where I remember in your money coaching, there's really positive and empowering archetypes as well. And Absolutely. It's, it's kind of understanding. I mean, in many ways, we all feel incredibly unique and alone in this world. And I think what's great about this archetype work is that it kind of helps us unite in our pain and our challenges and also in our possibilities that if I'm being a certain way or feeling disempowered, I could just be channeling that victim or that martyr. So it's not me, it's it's a beingness that I can shift within myself. What would happen if the warrior or the magician was more appropriate? And uh, these uh, are the same themes that are coming up in so many theologies and philosophies throughout time. And I mean, it, it could be something nice to counter the Kardashian culture and, you know, even the Kardashians themselves, that they're channeling archetypes of their own and neither is good or bad. It's just about finding what works for you in the right context so you can narrate the script of your own life. I love that. I love that. Um, 
So tell me, if you don't mind, I know that you haven't launched this, so obviously this is um, up to you whether you want to actually share the details, but can you tell me some of the characters that you're going to be working with, some of these archetypes that you're going to bring to light? Um, definitely for that uh, we stepped into for women is the warrior, the lover, mm -hmm. uh, the sorceress and the mm -hmm. sovereign. Mm -hmm. um, and you don't want to overwhelm, but just those four alone is really step into them and embody them. It brings a whole new light to challenges. It, it takes you out of kind of victimhood or small thinking or feeling really triggered by something to gaining a sense of perhaps detachment, compassion, space, action. Um, and also I just love stories of history and heritage told, you know, what when we look back at a lineage, you know, my thread of women 200 to 300 years ago, who were they? What did they eat? How was their mm. life and lifestyle? What challenges were they faced with and overcome? I mean, all that is in our DNA. This time is unique for us, but challenges, adversity, survival, uncertainty, war, change, health, these are issues that have been with humanity throughout time. So I really do think that we stand on the shoulders of giants and there is a lot that we can kind of harness from our DNA and that ancient wisdom that dies dormant in all of us. I mean, let's open up that space and see what activating those parts of a subconscious can bring mm. to the now. Wow. And, and um, what kind of, with this work, are you going to have this practiced with things like meditation or um, are you going to be walking through people like through the coaching process? like you did with the cognitive mindset, a reset, it was actually, um, coaching? Well, there's a couple of things that we do. I like every session to be a little adventure or an experience. So um, meditation is definitely a tool uh, to open up those portals. We may um, be doing some NLP, which is essentially just relaxation and visualization to tap into new resources within yourself. Um, we may be using visual triggers, we may do some forest bathing or maybe go on like a little road trip and adventure, um, some creative arts and crafts, maybe just a, just a general conversation. It's, it's just whatever the journey and the person requires, but there are 10 steps and every step uh, gives you back a little metaphor or piece or a, kind of an archetype back to you. So by, by the end of the process, we kind of address everything that's to do with your sense of self and inner power and sovereignty, your expression in the world, how you relate to others, how you view conflict, into dynamics between men, women, colleagues, children, whatever's appropriate to you, and then like legacy impact, like the birth of that unique note that you play. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I just feel like I'm repeating myself going, oh, wow, wow. I just love this concept. Obviously, given the work that I've transitioned to from financial planning to bringing in, you know, the money coaching and, and tapping into this sort of holistic approach to empowering others differently to just going, here's the plan, here's the money. This is the spiritual journey you're taking someone on and regardless of whether, the, you know, whatever dom domination they come from. Um, it's still, a, I believe, quite a spiritual journey. So I'm just quite fascinated with and how with, with what you're telling me. Besides the fact that I believe that it would be quite a powerful transition 
if, if someone really dove into this, and I know with the work um, I've done with you and the work that you've done with me and the work that I do with my clients is when you actually give yourself wholly to this kind of work um, and you actually are open to going and allowing your mind to just be released of who, you know, all, all of the norms that you're so attached to and be open to these new uh, potential characteristics, qualities, and what you just said, the birth, the new notes, so to, so to speak, um, it could have quite an impact on someone's future. Um, have you done this work where you've actually started to see a transition in creating the work, you know, creating this program that you're about to, um, about to launch? Um, have you seen some transitions already occur? And if so, can you tell me some about, about that experience? Well, I would say the first transition was actually mine through working with you because something new awakened in me. I am a new and different person around money, financial management and my identity yeah. with money. Like since I've just become so organized uh, since doing our work, um, I've actioned everything. You know, I've caught up on my tax returns. I've, you know, I've got a plan in terms of achieving my goals and, you know, paying off the hex debt, like, like something that I was probably a bit of an ostrich and just didn't want to deal with it. Like I, I'm, I'm counting, I'm engaging, I'm looking, I'm tracking, I'm diarising, like I've got a real relationship. And internally, like I feel successful, I feel abundant. I no longer feel like this like child and victim to kind of my financial mistakes of the past that I'm very excited for the future and I'm like feeling very confident that I'll achieve my goals. Um, also, just working with clients, still in a coaching capacity, but, you know, I'll always be bringing this stuff in, just how quickly shifts are occurring in terms of identity um i think detaching from drama mm. is a massive outcome that is evident early on you know detaching with drama with exes and divorces uh surrendering friendships um another consequence of kind of powering up and stepping into this work is really taking very active and resolute action towards goals and dreams and you know friends and clients I call them my friends. They're my friends. I do too. Like, because it's such personal work, you can't help it. Exactly. <laughs> I'm so, so rude for their, it, it's my co-creation, it feels like. I mean, I, but, you know, launching businesses and podcasts and online programs and new careers and kind of dressing up, shopping, like it's, there's a blossoming. There's an immediate blossoming that, that happens within three months of coaching and I love that. Yeah. No, that's, uh, well, first of all, thank you. That was a really um, incredible compliment to hear that after we've done that money work, the money coaching, that you've actually transitioned and continue to grow and grow and grow and that that's inspired the work that you're doing now. So yeah. I take, that is just, oh, that made my heart sing. Thank you so much. And good good on you. I love hearing that because, um, you know, I mean, I don't want to bring it about me, but when you have that... Um, I guess you, you leap forward in that new new role of being that magician and the warrior and you're sort of aware of your victim, your innocence and all the other negative archetypes that have been holding you back, you completely blossom. It's quite a liberating thing and you've just expressed exactly what that can do to your finances 
and how it makes you feel and empowers you going forward. So that that's just amazing. And what I sort of understand you're going to be doing for your clients and your business is taking that to another level. So I'm focusing in on just the sort of money side, but you're doing it from a really holistic life approach. So whatever's it, whatever issue people are trudging around with, so whether it be that they're not getting ahead in their business or their you know relationships, whatever, you're going to really be opening that up for them. Mm. Um, and that's just fantastic. And and I think also using these amazing uh, historical characters that just, you know, can really resonate in our souls. I mean, for me, it, it's, it's a new definition of womanhood. Like I really do believe that every woman especially has a note to play. And the reason why I say women is because, you know, men, the language is very mission and what they're doing. But beauty is very much the language of, of woman. We spot beauty. We tend to be the ones that go, oh, look at the flower, look at the sunrise. You know, woman is like that personification of earth and beauty and busyness and just the pressures and stress of the world and cortisol and living in a very masculine world. Like our soul starts to dwindle a little bit and we start to make choices out of that kind of very uninspired and surrendered place. So, mm. you know, that's why I used to have a business called The Art of Being Sexy. For me, this is now like the basis, the art of being. Why not bring more magic and harmony and glamour and pleasure and whatever little, little luxuries you treasure into your own life, but in your own definition. I'm not here to tell you how to be as a woman or how to dress. It's just about holding space for you to dig deep and say, hey, how do I want to express myself? How do I sing that unique note? And what is that? what will that have me do? What kind of mother, citizen, partner, worker, muse will that have me be on this earth? Because I think everything else will about rebalance that when more women are sort of like in that full blossoming because our energy mm. is so transmutational on the planet. This is like my beat for the world and I think this is the ultimate act of feminism, that freedom and permission to be yourself and your pleasure without the construct of what other women are telling you should be like and men are telling you you should be like. 100%. I believe that the past year or so, maybe it's my own awakening and maybe it's also being around, surrounding myself with women like yourself that are just empowered and really want to step into that space. But I, I really believe that there is more and more women as this is, that are in this place, place of awakening. And the, the true feminism, the true um, you know, purpose and meaning of feminism is only now coming alive. And that isn't burning bras and, um, you know, hating men. It's actually completely opposite. It's embracing um, what we feel good about. You know, that may be feeling great in sexy lingerie and high heels and hot lipstick. Or it may be that you just want to be, you know, dancing around in the earth and just meditating and doing yoga and being real, you know, relaxed about things and not actually caring to wear any makeup. It doesn't matter. The point is feminism is actually just embracing what makes you as a woman feel whole, feel good, feel amazing. And it's also this sort of shedding and, you know, of, um, you know, the negative noise and be it negative relationships, letting people put you down, being in businesses or um, jobs where you know that you're not being valued and you're working out your value on this journey. That's what I'm seeing. 
I, I think that there is some serious, like some proper movement going on. Maybe, it, as I said, it could be just because I'm surrounding myself with women that are like-minded or there is actually some serious movement. And I see that when you look at the Me Too movement, you hear, you know, you, you watch the Oscar speeches and, you know, things like that, that women are standing up and saying, you know, vote more and be proud of yourself and know your value. And it's different to women's lib. It's a different story. You, do you, you know what I'm saying? Oh, you know. That's why they call the waves. I mean, look, the bra burning was important for a moment in time as the so forgets and so forth. And I think all these are fights against patriarchy as a system. And mm. patriarchy um, enslaves men just as much as it does women. And it's just a system of power. But when women are starting to redefine and keep evolving what the notion of power is, and, um, you know, I think the beautiful thing about us all waking up and, you know, we are women of privilege is that we are then strong enough to be overflowing and banned and create a support network for women in lesser positions of privilege, um, you know, empowering women from migrants, low socioeconomic backgrounds in their businesses and their pursuits, helping our fellow sisters get out of dangerous home situations, mm -hmm. um, you know, really investing into like girls and young girls education. And I think that that's what's going to become really apparent that we're actually overflowing and we're starting to see every woman on the planet as one of our sisters. Yeah. Um, and so I, I'm just curious to see like what happens when more and more women become empowered and in their light because the consequence for you is that you're suddenly doing sensibility. Through sensibility, you are helping, you know, everyday women like me from all walks of life become more financially empowered and confident and literate it's curious to watch what the flow and effect would be of that yeah someone can do with that little seat of power tell me about tell me about these archetypes that you're working on that you're going to really bring to light and help empower and transition women everyone's is kind of different but an archetype is embodied and i've got a whole um archetype wardrobe so my warrior it's like it's kick-ass it's boss babe it's always black blazer leather stiletto there's almost like an air of the dominatrix to it red lipstick and it's like i'm gonna get shit done i'm gonna kick some goals like cool like my warriors sit on to like but but it's quite invigorating um other people's warrior can be very much about like a calm grace and center and focus just like getting things done and moving through um but when we kind of step into the warrior meditation and there's always a song playing um even watching the physiology and the posture shift and the things that the warrior says but um like i said my warrior it's like very sort of boots blazer red lip hard like gold chunky chain jewellery and it's like very much like this workout fit. Mm -hmm. um, my the magician and the sorceress to me is about just kind of getting out of the way and just kind of sitting back and watching bemusedly as things play out because she trusts that there is a master plan at work. She trusts that things will happen and my magician is like a Stevie Nicks type, just like kind of flowing sleeves, you know, maybe like a little band or a choker. 
black cat. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I guess it's like a witchy energy, but again, these are just mine. I mean, other people's magician, you know, maybe wearing like a white dress and is very angelic and has a crystal ball and twinkles. But yeah, mine's just like very simple. It's purple and black and very Stevie Nicks-esque. Nice. But when you're in the magician, like you just, instead of you worrying about something, oh my God, am I going to get a job interview? Is that guy going to call? Oh my God, like I think it's going to go okay. The magician is someone who can help you kind of just be like, sit back, trust, wait and watch. Everything's working out. Yeah. Um, then the lover to me is just this immediate like, oh, softness and melting. It's like, oh, it's very nurturing. It's about relaxation. It's surrendering. It's very much like a rose energy. It, it's like melting deeply into your feminine. It's, it's very soft. And I think what's counterintuitive is a lot of people think, oh, lover is going to be someone that's like giving and loving and stroking and cooking and nurturing. But for me, the love is very much just like it's a surrendering into your own love and dropping in and allowing yourself to receive. Mm -hmm. That's my lover. And the queen, so this quiet leader, perhaps it's like a Julie Bishop character. Like there's a real... Uh -huh. so like, you know, is, other people may, you know, find Julie Bishop polarizing. Uh, it can be like just a real, like, sense of their grandmother may come through. But mm -hmm. very much, I, I, for me, the queen is actually the giver. For me, the queen is a little bit more maternal. So there's like a dominion and a land, and the queen just sort of has the power to to feed, to provide, to give, because. That's what I think a queen does to people. But it's always just a really interesting exploration of what comes through and what's given. But the great thing is that it's like a muscle. The more that you kind of consult these archetypes and move out of those four and dance between them, it starts to kind of just eradicate or flush out the victim or the martyr. Or they're like, oh, I can't believe they said that to me. Like, oh, no, how rude. And like that kind of lower feeling of entitlement, offence, um, voices that very much run the narrative today socially and culturally. I, If more women inhabited these conversations, even on the social, political stage, it would really counterbalance, um, I think, toxic conversations that women are also having amongst themselves. 100%. Oh, within our own heads too. Like Correct. That's where it stems from. It does. I mean, and where does it... Why do I have? Why do we have these conversations? Why do we put ourselves down or question the way we're looking um, and all that? Well, I put it down to how we've been raised in society and whatnot. And now it's been um, magnified with social media and the way we watch television. And you know, it does. It, so to have a practice that actually removes you from that and has you change. I, was, I like the concept of flexing the muscle. You know but you can actually start practising um, to change that way of thinking. Um, that changes how you are completely. Like, you know, I obviously, you know, love jo Dr. Joe Dispenza and with the way meditation and um, understanding how your mind works, we can reframe our, our thinking, reframe our brains that, you know, then we can reframe everything around ourselves, our bodies, our, our, our business, our lives. So. And that's the, you know, one of the great tools is these archetypes. And yeah. that's an, an easy go-to place too. It's an easy go-to um, 
you know, practice because it's playful and it's fun. Exactly the way you just put it. I loved it. You have, you know, you've got, you've embodied these characters into yourself and I love that. And that's a really powerful way of using these archetypes. I have them, for me, they originally were like little sort of, you know, like the, the good, you know, the good uh, angel and the bad angel on each shoulder um, and sort of like the whole little different characters that get into my ear and whisper lies or whisper truths, you know, and what am I listening to? Who am I listening to? Mm. So I sort of do it differently, but I love, I love your warrior. I love that, you know, um, that's just awesome. I, and you, I've seen you dress that way. So I'm like, that is so kick-ass, it's amazing. Um, and I do, and I'm, I do relate to the Stevie Nicks thing, but I, my, my magician is, is more an angel, like flowy dresses, still quite Stevie Nicks, flowy hair, flowy dresses, no crystal ball though, more crystals around the neck, you know. So it's, you know, I totally get what you're saying. And um, for those who haven't done this work, it might sound a little crazy. Um, but if you actually lose yourself into allowing yourself to become these characters and actually go feel a shift in yourself, it does make a big difference. You start thinking, what would the warrior do? What would this magician do? What would the, you know, the sovereign? That, I love that quality because that's something, uh, an archetype I don't use in my my work but in your work I can see how important and powerful it is especially when you're dealing with corporates mm. leaders the leadership kind of realm where they've really got to step outside themselves and it is a serving role so mm. I'm finding this absolutely fascinating and I'm really grateful that you're sharing this with me um, and I can't wait to see more of this you know more articles written about it because I love the way you write and um, more, you know, you launching this and if there's an event where you're speaking at it, I'll certainly be there because um, it's fantastic work. And I, I know, and as you've already expressed, it's if you embrace it properly, it is incredibly powerful and the shifts are obvious. And they're obvious to me, I've experienced it myself and you've experienced it. So where you're going to be taking your clients is a whole new level from what, I, from what you're, you're sharing. Oh, thanks, Amy. This is really the first time I've spoken about this and I do have a talk on 19th of March. It's going to be a little bit more corporate, but thank you. To your point about kind of being concerned whether this works a little bit woo-woo, I'd like to offer some science around that. Nothing rewires the brain better than storytelling. Storytelling, hero's journey, mythology, archetypes, um, that has been the way that humans have passed on knowledge for years. Textbooks and white papers and, you know, they're all incredibly recent phenomena. So as children, you know, our brains are sponges and that story time is incredibly programming. Reading oh, fiction yeah. reprograms your brain and garners more emotional intelligence and life skills than reading even a biography or a um, definitely a business book because to relate to things on a multi-dimensional level like plot twist narrative character development so the storytelling of our archetypes the metaphors that we use around life are incredibly important because our subconscious mind is symbolic and even the most kind of scientific uh, 
person uses metaphors without realizing, such as I nailed it today. So they've got a vision of themselves as like, you know, that kind of, what was the word, like a goldsmith or worker mm -hmm. just nailing things. Or, you know, like I cruise that. They're on the mm -hmm. way or whatever it is. So we're constantly working with metaphors. So I say bring that element of the fairy tale because our brain is, is prime for it. It's only a rational brain that goes, oh, I'm too grown up for this. Mm, absolutely. And that's the great, that's another thing um, about my program. It's the science of sensuality. There actually is everything that I have incorporated can be backed up by research and psychology. So there is so much woo in that space that I really wanted to be grounded in science, philosophy, and the arts. Um, because what you said before, you know, like media and social media and TV shows are feeding us. That stuff is just like an easy microwave meal at the end of the day. And that's why in my program, and I encourage them with friends, how a, a Parisian women relating to their bodies and body image and their marriages, how are the women in African tribes doing it versus women in Taiwan versus Russian women? We need to, it's not just mythology and like the magician and the warrior. It's just learning from all stories of women. How has beauty been portrayed in the arts? Sure, you know, Kim Kardashian has that metaphor of, you know, buxom and, you know, the big butt. But so was Jane Russell and Marilyn Monroe. And before that, Twiggy was Kate Moss. And 30 years before that, um, the flapper era was very much about taping your breasts down. So if we expand our worldview, we will find kind of really grounding examples of womanhood that even in today's cultural climate would suit you. And that's why I'm kind of opening up women's world of what else being a woman is. Or another thing I'll say, you know, for rant over, menstruation. In a lot of tribal shamanic cultures, menstruation is considered so reverent and the blood is considered so sacred. In other cultures of past and now, it's considered scary, taboo, demonic, possessed. In our modern world, we're completely disconnected. Oh, I've got my period. Oh, shit, you know, we're so disconnected from our cycle. And even as the month happens, what happens to us on a, on a psychic level, on an energetic level, and we're not living to the flow of seasons, of moons, or of our periods. That's the kind of conversation we introduce to modern women. What if we could align with some of those stories, lifestyles, cooking methods, you know, like pickling is becoming dairy um, things like, what's it called, like salted fish or burying your meals. Those are all ancient traditions. Anyway. Mm. Oh, no, absolutely. Everything you've said makes so much sense and is... You know, uh, I absolutely love everything you're sharing today. So I hope that others who are listening to this um, do take on even a little bit of what we're talking about and have an understanding of it and actually go and try and explore some of these concepts and even seek services such as yours and mine that actually can really help, help them break through some of the things that they've, you know, got holding them back because... It is very powerful and I'm fascinated with um, our story as women through, through, the hist you know, through history from ancient to now. And, I mean, one person who knows a lot is yourself. You, you have um, done a lot of studies. Sorry, my battery is running low. Um, so I love that you're bringing all of, you know, everything that you've collected over the years of, of your, you know, 
study and work and everything. It's, it's like you've, you're pulling it all together. It's like becomes one amazing recipe and you're ready, re ready to serve it. So um, I, love, I love that you've sort of taken bits and pieces of your journey and now about to share that with everybody. And that's going to help so many people. So well done. I'm just so excited. Wrapping me up too. I'm excited. <laughs> all, all learn it on our own experiences and mistakes. And when I work with you, I so appreciated the authenticity of your own struggle. Like I think why we're really passionate about this work is we've been through the journey of romantic hardship, financial hardship, our relationship with our bodies, with food, with our own self-image. And, you know, I'm realizing like whether it's, you know, diet or financial planning and management, you can't take the deeper person out of it because the way that we spend, the way that we live, who we connect with, who follow on social media become crutches for our own inadequacies. And um, this is an alternative. Not everyone can go see a doctor, a psychologist or a psychiatrist. Sometimes just everyday people want a new toolkit of understanding themselves in a new way that can give them a new relationship to their problems so they can become solutions and yeah I think your authenticity really helped with that and you know mm. saying admitting times when you were a martyr that was really relatable and mm. yeah oh we all can be I think I I've, I default into that all the time especially now with a newborn <laughs> trust me <laughs> I think it's right now and self-sacrificing it is with a newborn. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right now, the victim, the new, the the mother, um, the fall, all of it comes to to light when I'm sleep deprived. I'm trying to juggle work and a newborn and and the many family members in this household because um, anyone who knows me personally knows that I've got a lot of kids um, between my husband and I. This, this is number six we've just had. It's insane. Um, so it's a busy, busy, crazy house. And I do naturally default into that um, and feel like the victim and I have to pull myself out of it all the time. And I do do the quizzes regularly and look at my, you know, look at things and go, okay, how can I pull myself out of this? And, you know, today what I've taken is to actually play with these archetypes a bit more yeah. so that I embody that. Yeah. I loved I loved your example of how you did that because that's now something I'm going to practice. I'm going to take that today and go, I've done enough work with this stuff and that might take me to the next level and I want to play with that a bit more. I, I'm, I'm really grateful that you shared that because, as I said, I've just been, you know, aware of them in my head, but how about I just embody it all? So I have a bird come into my house as well. <laughs> um, so... Um, I, I will wrap this up, but I think we will have to do another podcast. Ooh. I think this this will have to, the conversation will need to continue at another time. Um, so we will be definitely in touch and I think maybe we bring in, you know, maybe as a suggestion another person, maybe we do, with, you know, one, you bring in someone that you've been working with so that we can share that transition process with, you know, with yeah. listeners. I think that would be an exciting thing. Um, because I just, I, as you know, I believe in this kind of work and I, I do believe in your style of coaching um, because you do bring in history, you bring science to it, you bring a lot of logic, um, but you also bring some fun and then this whole new playful world to, to it. And you've introduced me to lots of different concepts of 
coaching. So, um, you know, I, I really would love to share more of what you're doing. Look, I'd be delighted to, and I'm so glad. You know, I always say adornment and anointment are so important. That's why, you know, when I see women who are, haven't been to the gym, but like in the barn and whatever, what transmission is that sending? Like, sure, it's comfortable, but think about, you know, that movie Elizabeth, when Kate Blanchett is getting ready as the queen. She's just an everyday woman, and the process of becoming the queen is the powder and the crown and the wig. It's okay when you want to adorn yourself with jewellery and certain hair or your special scarf or kind of your special dress or lingerie and anoint yourself with the perfumes because that immediately subconsciously transports and awakens those energies in you. And um, I mean, look, I always celebrate a little bit of being a bit extra because I think it really does give you confidence and power. And it's okay. You know who you are on the inside, but like you can't fool your psychology. You are going to feel better if you kind of anoint yourself as the person you want to be. And, you know, maybe wearing Fitspo, that makes you feel that you are fit and you're going to be a runner. That's great. But if you're just doing it because you're like, oh, who cares? I'm going to go to the shop. Never feel about yourself that you're invisible and who cares? Like always dress up for life because you're going to be more of who you are and then that can impact someone. So go the extra mile. Wear the red lip. Mm. You're worth it. I'm going to be interviewing um, Jessica, the stylist, soon. Um, so that's a nice segue to what she's got to have to say about, um, you know, empowering yourself with the way you dress. She's changed um, both our lives, so, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to wrap it up now. Thank you so much. Um, I really look forward to sharing this with everybody and I'm coming to see you the 19th of March. And so, first of all, how do we get in touch with you? Have you got um, a contact uh, or a website or any social media that we should be following? Um, yes, so my social media for this new concept is The Basis of Being and my website is The Basis of Being. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. All right, Lena, thank you very much for today. Love it.